Check, check. <coughs> jacked it, jacked it. Watcha. Back to the past. Samurai Jack. Yo, Watcha. Samurai Jack was fire. Did you ever watch the um yeah, that follow-up season? It? Yeah, that yeah. shit was so good. Bro, it was good as it fuck. It concluded so good. I was so happy and so sad at the same time. I loved how it like grew up with the audience, like yeah. it matured and it got more like like gritty. Yeah. And it was very like cinematic. It was so good. It was very good. What year was that? Like 2015, 16, um, 18? I think it was 2018, 2016, 2018. Somewhere in that. Yeah. It was good though, bro. Oh my God. Jack was fire. <laughs> what a cool concept of like getting sent to the future. Yeah. So getting that, sent all over. To because, the future, to the past. To the well, like the main concept though is well, like, you know, yeah. getting sent to the future. Yeah. And basically letting the villain do like win sort yeah. of in a way not in the end but like in a in a in like dirt th- throughout the plot of the show the villain has already won yeah and then you know the main character you get they like skip all those events by getting sent forward mm-hmm. time travel is weird yeah you ever watch a movie called primer 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 no, no. it's um it used to be on netflix it's not anymore, unfortunately, but it was a like indie film um, okay. about time travel that uh, these like students made. And uh, the basic plot is there's these two scientist students. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where they work or if they're studying or what it is, but um, they accidentally figure out time travel. But it's really like kind of grounded and realistic in the way they do it mm-hmm. so they make a machine they, they're experimenting with like particles and like figure out mm-hmm. uh time travel and they make a machine that lets you go back in time however when you to, there's like two like rules to it like main rules yeah you can't travel back any further back than before the machine was first created okay that's the limit yeah uh, uh second the amount of time that you're going back in time, you yeah. have to you have to real time spend that time in the machine. Oh. So if you want to go back a week, you have to spend a week of your time in the machine. Oh shit. Yeah. And then you come out the machine, and there you are a week earlier. Damn. Right. It's so weird. Yeah. And who, for all you know, people could be waiting for you right there because yeah. they already like maybe they know that you're coming back or something. Yeah. Or maybe they wouldn't. But it depends on how long, I guess, if you planned it. That's but you know, that, it's very weird. Um, and it creates like different timeline. It's like it follows like <coughs> the, those scientists, student people. Like yeah. they're like young guys, yeah. like young men. So I don't really know. A bunch of Berkeley college students, <laughs> <laughs> MIT or something like shit. I don't know. But it follows them using it to like you know get rich and like yeah. uh, uh, do stuff in their social life and like. Yeah. Um, but it like gets confusing because some, some scenes that it shows you is alternate timelines because like it creates new timelines when you can uh, travel yeah. back for and it's it's showing you those different events out of order and you don't know exactly like as a movie watching it the first time it sort of makes sense you can oh. follow it but by the end there are certain things that are set up that are confusing but it only makes sense once you realize some of those scenes were actually alternate Timelines. Like timelines that are like converging now, like mm-hmm. the events of that are converging with this. 
Yeah, it's really weird. It's it's quirky. <laughs> it's quirky. Al- it's also kind of hard to follow. It's smart. It's a smart movie, but it's hard to. It's a little bit harder to follow for new people, I think, because it's like a little bit low quality, a little bit low budget, like visually. Yeah. Um, you know, really cheaply made for like a thousand bucks or some shit. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good, like written well, which is okay. impressive. Welcome to Ghost in the Ox. Episode. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, with me today, I have Malice. What's going on? I'm Devin. Um, this is episode, uh, I want to say 40. I've lost track recently, man, because I've done so many. I, I've, had to, I've had to scrap one, potentially. I haven't made up my mind yet if I'm scrapping it or not, so I don't even know what number this is. Things I'm going to just say, this is Ghost in the Ox, okay? You'll know what t- what number it is when it's released. It's in the title. It's number 47. <laughs> there you go. I put, later on, I'll voice over... <laughs> <laughs> like a number Thanks. say say number say number 74 <laughs> say number 46 say number 47 46 47 and say 48 48 there bitch. we go <laughs> even better so <laughs> later on i can edit that out that clip and put it, you going 48 bitch there you go <laughs> For the title. that's the new title right there i think um Malice. It is October. Yes, it is. Spooky season. It is very spooky. It's been a spooky year. Yeah, it has been. Bro, nuclear war. On the verge. Is like around on the corner. Just perhaps. Fucking fuck around with some nukes. Bro. Okay, this is not a political show, and I almost never talk about politics, but I want to revisit Ukraine a little bit. Okay. Not for any, like, deep behind the scenes what's going on, but just uh, to talk about the fact that they just, like, blew up a bridge. Yeah. The, was that last, last last night or this morning? Um, I think it was last... Oh, you're talking about the one that led to the... It just happened. Yeah. You're talking about the bridge that was destroyed that led to, like, the uh, nuclear... Like Crimea. Yeah. It was, like, in Crimea, but it connected to, like, I don't know exactly, two major... Like, it crosses a strait, but I don't know what the strait's called, but... This is not a this is not a current event show, people. This is just me bullshitting. So yeah. don't don't come to me for facts. But yeah, it, there's like footage of it too, getting mm-hmm. just blown up by yeah. this truck that's just passing over it, and it just explodes out of fucking nowhere. It's Dude, so weird. There's a it's guy ominous. on YouTube. There's a bunch of like freedom fighters over there from all over the world. Yeah. There's a guy from America over there. Well, he was over there, and he's like he has a GoPro on him, and it's him in this battalion, and it's like. My first mission in fucking Kiev or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's them just fucking getting bombarded with artillery and shit. Them running from place to place, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is we're watching war on a fucking GoPro, like this is nuts. Live streamed, and then like they, the, because I think you can see live streams from there. And then fucking there was another one where it was his last mission or whatever, and they're just throwing fucking anti tank mines at like locations to like stop you know yeah. Russian tanks from coming in. Bro. It's so weird the contrast between like seeing the real gritty shit like that, yeah. and then you can like go on, you know, like Snapchat has a snap map, and you can go around the world. Oh, yeah, bro. If you go on Snap <laughs> to see people's stuff in Ukraine, I remember like early when it first started, there was literally invasion, and some girl is on Snapchat in Ukraine showing off for like her nail job, and I'm like, <laughs> you're getting invaded, Dude, <laughs> and this is what you're posting right now. I love it. Crazy, literally, it's so nutty now. So, yeah, just to give people context for when we're recording this, I guess. There's that. October. Spooky season. It is the spooky season. Um, you just made... Well, I just paid you to make a piece of art for me, and I love it. Yeah, dude. Um, 
Hell yeah, thank you for commissioning me. It's the, absolutely, it's the Ghost on the Ox piece that's going to be the thumbnail for this episode. Um, it's the logo for everything uh, for October. Maybe next year too, who knows, we'll see. Maybe you'll make this a yearly thing or something. I'll be down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I have you, fun making it. What would you title that piece? Um, if it were something other than maybe Ghost on the Ox. You know, uh, feedback. Just the sound of like feedback. Yeah. Mic- microphone feedback? Yeah, just microphone feedback. Yeah. Okay. That's like, cool. That's I fuck with that. Feedback. Yeah. Sorry, I had to look at it out with contemplate. Yeah. I wrote a little ditty on the back if you want to read it. Oh. Yeah, that's true, because I won't be able to show the back on the thumbnail. Yeah. Okay. Are so you... on the front, ghost on the ox. Do you on want me to read back? it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it says No longer here I speak for what holds more true than words without earthly binding. And on the front, it says, Ghost on the Ox. And it's a picture of this gnarly, gnarly guy that looks like all of the skin has been teared off his face. And the only things you can see are his teeth and part of his eyes. He had and like then, a robotic listening device in his head that's now revealed by yeah, this flesh being there's gone. There's a speaker yeah. that I uh, literally, like an actual speaker that I cut uh, out and put it into the painting. So it's like protruding from his head. What's what's like kind of deep about that is it makes me think of like a third eye. Yeah. And relating that to audio is like cool. Third eye chakra type shit. Third eye chakra type beat. And it's a speaker. So it's like Yeah, dude. Typed into the vibrations of the universe. I I, I bro, audio is so cool to me because literally mm. it's vibrations and everything in the universe just straight vibrations. Yeah, frequencies, vibrations, all that shit. Not to get um no, I'm about it. Not to get uh, uh, all quantum. But uh, how long did it take you to make? Um, So I originally made, uh, I did some thumbnail sketches of what I wanted. Um, and I just couldn't, because, you know, it's October. It's, it's that it's that spooky season, you know. So I had to come with that, that hyper-violence, that fucking concrete landslide. Um, basically, I did... A smaller painting in a, a canvas like sketchbook and I didn't think it was uh, scary enough um, and I know I wanted to use a lot of different textures so the textures uh, in the painting I used uh, acrylic modeling paste I used um, some collage work I used some I used ink I used acrylic paint I used uh, oil paints um i like that the like the way you textured on like the um so people don't know it's like multimedia where he has like cutouts of things yeah for ghost on the ox yes he he has cutouts of paper from god knows what where that says ghost on the ox but like the way you textured it from a distance it feels more like it's embedded rather than over top yeah. And I love that. Like, so, so it gives it, like, dimension, at least um, in my head. I sanded the spots underneath it where I wanted to place the uh, the cutout text. And I wrote the text. It's on a – the text itself is on, like, um, artist paper, like, just, like, a heavier um, heavier paper, like a cardstock yeah. almost, but you use for drawing. Um, and that's what I used when I was writing – the words i wrote them down like in a list like basically like over and over and over again 
um, just like essentially an entire page to like perfect it. Yeah, to see which ones I liked. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I sent you the product where it's yeah. just it said ox like sixteen times. Yeah, a shit ton of times. I like it. And then I basically did you just, practice all the words or yeah. just one thing at a time? No, I wrote them all like that. Okay, okay. And then I cut it all, all, all out and I s- picked which ones I liked t- together. Okay. Composition wise, yeah. Got it. I want to see the alternates. Uh, I mean, <laughs> some of them. Are, it's literally. It's very like. It's subjective. It's yeah, like they're all it's very like minor. The E was a lowercase and the like. The mm. A was like an anarchy sign at one point, and mm. then there was another one where it was like the A was a lowercase A. And then there was one where the U was more rounded, and I wanted I wanted more of like the graffiti, like the street U. Yeah. So I did some like hand style on the U, and the X. I was like, I didn't want the X to just be a normal, so I made it like small at the bottom. Um, because I wanted it to have uh, some sort of balance. Because the G on the first ghost is like that was bold. my first attempt. Really? Yeah, for it's, that one. It's nice and bold and like yeah. The G itself is how I would do if I was doing, like, if I was tagging something. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you done that? Have you done, like, tagging? Um, like graffiti? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Without. I've done a bunch. Yeah, with cans? Uh, legally or illegally. And if illegally, what, uh, po- um, someone who I've isn't you, what locations? Like, what have you uh, uh, painted? What have you um, tagged? Usually just hand styles. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tags, essentially. Um yeah, just, you know, like, I never did, like, any, like, big pieces or, you know, art. Um, I do have some plans for that to change on the legal-wise. You know, mm. I have some <laughs> cool stuff in the works. Um, but, yeah, I would love to do, like, a mural somewhere. It would be really sick. Uh, yeah, just more phrases than actual just, like, malice, malice, malice. Because I feel mm. like... That has its place, you know. Um, you, you know, get your name out there. You're you, going around tagging shit. And if your style, if your style is like recognizable in using phraseology or phrases, I guess. Yeah. People will recognize that as your tag at yeah. a certain point, even though it's different. Yeah, I just I I have a bunch of weird like things that I think about, and I write it on the back of. Um, I read them on the back of my paintings. Usually, I mm-hmm. started doing. I've that. seen them on a lot of them. I, the one you have at Kava Cat. Um, oh, the Are the, You Happy in Your Dreams? Uh, it says no. It's um. Which one is that? We actually, the front of it says, uh, "I found disgust in everything that you love or everything you like." Oh yeah. But yeah, then yeah. I forget what the back says. Back says something the too. The back says. So I remember I made a big deal about it one time because I was asking him how much it was, oh, and yeah. I pulled it off the thing, and somebody's like. Somebody, like, across the room was like, wait, is there something on the back of that? I'm like, oh, yeah, there is. And, like, none of us had ever noticed it before. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like, I feel if you own a piece, like, it's just a little something extra, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I've done commissions for people, and they've never disclosed what was on the back of a piece. And I've had, like, whole fucking stories sometimes. Like, I've done, done, like, a paragraph on the back of a fucking art piece before. Like kind of about the story of the piece okay. or what it is or what it isn't you know what it isn't yeah literally what it isn't like this isn't for mm, i wouldn't say the faint of heart but this isn't for someone who um doesn't want to progress or follow dreams mm. essentially the whole piece was kind of about uh progression yeah. you know moving forward 
It had to do with like Sisyphus and you know moving the boulder. Okay. You know the, what I'm the eternal about? the eternal like yeah. struggle of yeah. yeah moving the boulder. I read up. a really good book at the time, and that's what that was about. We're gonna pause for one second. And we're back. Sorry, brief intermission there. We we're talking about anime. Gage came home. Uh, Taylor came home. They've been on the podcast. I don't have to call them. Just my roommates. Yeah. People know them. Um. Uh. But they weren't joining for this episode. But anyways, we were talking about anime and uh, Crimea again, and 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 we're a lot of anime. About, we were talking about a lot of stuff. Um, Star Wars. What's your favorite anime? Um, I'm gonna go back to the other topic in a minute, but I want to hear that. Since oh, we're favorite about. anime ever? Yeah. Movie wise or series wise? In general, whatever you want to say. What's just like uh, your favorite? Well, my favorite anime movie is Akira. Okay. Um, my favorite. Tell me about that because I've heard of it, but I don't oh, know. Dude, fucking. Ugh. I gotta. I have it on Blu-ray. I gotta bring it over. It's so fucking good. I I've stylistic wise, it's amazing. The manga, the manga. So fun fact, the um, the anime for Akira came out when only volume two of the book was out. Mm-hmm. So there's six volumes total of Akira. So a lot what's in the actual ser- like the book, isn't in the movie, like a lot. Like okay. a bunch of different stuff happens. A lot more people are like play different roles and stuff. But um Akira is like a really good film for anyone who's like an artist or just uh loves like media. It it's a really big deal. Um it's like a really big deal in cinema. Hmm. Um And then yeah. your favorite that was your favorite movie. Yeah. What's your favorite like manga or show? Oh, my favorite uh manga is Berserk. Okay. My favorite show. I was I was looking into a tiny tiny bit of Berserk the other day because just because it's it's been, fucking good. It's dude. been hyped it's, up recently. Uh, it's so good. It's such like the story. It's it's a. Uh, it really is the, like the struggle of man, guts and bodies, mm-hmm. like just fucking the peak, of just like. Need to fucking overcome and just yell and just fucking yeah. It's fucking yeah. Favorite manga? Favorite manga, Berserk. Favorite anime now. It's not done. I don't know if it ever will be done. But, uh, is there an anime of that, too, that is like... There is, there is. There's aren't a, they different? So there's three movies, which okay. are the... It follows the first arc, which is the Golden uh, Age. Um, and the Golden Age arc, and it's really good, and it's that. And then it goes from that to the Eclipse. And then if you know about the Eclipse, then you know about the Eclipse... And then after that... I don't, but okay. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. You should watch it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm Favorite gonna anime say show? Favorite anime show, I would have to probably say... Damn. I'm trying to think. Uh, complete series or, like, ongoing? Either one. So, ongoing, I would have to say... We're really breaking this down into categories. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I like my shit categorized. Like, yeah. I don't want... Um, so, Mob Psycho is amazing there's two seasons of it it's fucking fantastic Mm. um i think they're working on a season three um really really good really fun same person who made one punch man uh made mob psycho uh favorite like older series i think cowboy bebop's just like obviously like a fucking amazing it ended perfectly um yeah so I would say finished series, Cowboy Bebop, um, ongoing, Mob Psycho or Jujutsu Kaisen, or, I mean, Demon Slayer is cool too. 
There's a lot of shows. I've seen I've seen so many so much anime and read so much fucking manga and manhwas and I'm gonna circle back. Sisyphus. Oh yeah. Um what I was talking about before the um we cut. So uh yeah, Sisyphus, you know, the Greek tale. Greek tale? Uh I think that's I think so. About the um basically punished by the gods to forever push up a boulder mm. up this hill. Um I, I read this really good book called The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Comer, Comer, Camus. Um, it was in college, basically. I'll put it in the tag somewhere so people can find uh, it. <laughs> basically, the book was about, like, um, finding purpose in life and, you know, suicide. It was really heavy on, like, the negatives of suicide other than, mm. you know, you're, you're fucking dead. But uh, in terms of, like, your life is to push the boulder up. You need to find a reason, find uh, why. You're just, you're living, you To know? continue. Yeah. Because life is one form or another suffering. In a way, find yeah. find a meaning to, like, keep doing it. Because you know the outcome. We yeah. all know the outcome. Yeah. It's, you know, we're all going to die, unfortunately. We're all going to, you know, cease at one point. Um, Which is, like, it's, uh you know, referenced in... Uh, what's the word when something is not foreshadowing it's like uh with the myth it's compared to the myth it's saying basically what analog he's, no it's what he's saying in the book is he is uh he's basically saying uh alluding alluding not even alluding <laughs> he straight up says it he's I'm, like got me stuck the tale of sisyphus uh-huh. is he is cursed he knows every day he pushes the boulder up this ridiculously high hill and at night the boulder no matter what he does automatically falls all the way back down and then the next day he has to start it again the Mm -hmm. struggle of continuing to push the boulder so he knows the outcome um it's the journey from pushing the boulder what he makes it you Mm -hmm. know whether you stop and you know see the sights while you're pushing it or while you do x y or z um in life you know how your life's going to end, but you don't know how you're going to get there. Mm. So it's like, you know, you can fucking, you can, you know, make the best of it or be mediocre or do nothing. <coughs> I choose to do something. I would hope most people choose to do something. Yeah. Some people, if not anything, just strive for mediocrity, which strive. is a shame. Yeah. People have, like, there's, like, low bars for some people Yeah, to meet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, that kind of relates to this tattoo I want to get. I've explained before on the podcast, I think, of my favorite Bible verse, which is Psalms 118, 24. And it says, mm. whether, whether like, you're, like, Christian or religious in general or whatever, I just find value in this verse because of, like, the meaning of it. Yeah. More than, How like, it pertains to you and your life, your, and look, it's, your outlook. Yeah, and it's, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. Or let us rejoice in it or something, like, I might, might have botched it slightly. But I love that because, to me, that just is, like, we have a new day. Let's make something of it. Let's, like, be happy about that. Yeah. And it's, like... That's part of that journey of making something mm-hmm. of your life. Every day you have a new opportunity to fucking be great, yeah. to do, you know, to overcome. Or even if it's attempt. a shitty day, there's something good that came out of it. There has to, because that's kind of the way I live my life is no matter what kind of day I've had. Mm-hmm. And I really do think about this on a daily 
basis is what what was like a positive thing that i took away what was like even if i even if i wasted the fucking day what is like one positive aspect that came out of it you know yeah i I don't i don't think about the positive in the day-to-day no no i i've been i try to like focus on working harder in sense of just like damn i should have done another set or i should have banged out those last few reps like in the gym yeah or like on this art piece i was like uh oh i want to go in this direction let me fucking restart that tomorrow i I think you can do both like personally i think you can do both things simultaneously of Mm -hmm. like looking forward to the next day and doing better and striving for something yeah but also taking something away from the day you had Mm -hmm. like for me for example i fucking slept all day today yeah. And I did nothing. So it was a very unproductive day, except for this podcast. But I still kind of value that because it was like, I kind of had like a reset of like my mind, my body. I rested a, a lot. Rest. Yeah. I had a day of rest. Uh, was back on my feet working all week. Mm-hmm. I was up to like, unrelated to work, but sort of work at the same time, networking and doing things. Yeah, it's important. Um, up to like 5am almost every night of this week and then working the next day. And so like... You know, having a day of rest, even if I didn't do shit, um, I find that still to be a good day. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of what I mean by, like, I take something from every day. Some days are, like, it's a roller coaster, you know, because some days are, like, super good, yeah. and there's a lot of positive shit that happens, and you're really excited about it. And then it's, like, the next day, fucking nothing happens, and you're still riding that, like, what's that, what's that feeling where um, people have it after, like, like festival experiences the next day they feel depressed because because it's like they had an amazing time with the best one of the best times in their life and they feel like it's like your social batteries depleted it's almost like it's it's depletion but it also feels like it will never get as good as that again you know what i mean a peak yeah so people get like a depression almost i forget where i was going with that but that's what i'm that's yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i used to be uh I mean, I still am a very positive person Mm. in terms of like what you were saying. I used to be like that. But in recent years, I've changed my mindset to more of like a um, a very heavy like I need to fucking I need to push harder. I need to go kick in the high gear. Yeah. Like hyper focus, you know, work way harder, do what I can Um, in terms of like the body, the mind, just always grinding like, yeah. Just like or a free a refuse to lose mentality, like no matter how much I get the shit kicked out of me by fucking depression or whatever, like just have this like almost like a grin and bear it, but not in like a you know obviously you know you have feelings you have you know you're you're only human you you react to some things that come, whatever comes your way, mm-hmm. but to um, just say like you know I'm not gonna let this stop me I'm gonna find a way yeah persevering. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of found myself in a similar mindset with uh, certain things in life. Mm-hmm. Podcast being one of them of just like not not being like emotionless, mm-hmm. but just treating it like I'm just gonna keep doing this regardless of what happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, and that relates back to Sisyphus. Yeah, Sisyphus, the fucking, the journey, man, the journey. pushing the boulder. This is a random thought. This is a 180. Well, but that's fine. Go for it. You ever watch the show Chowder? Yeah. Rada Rada? 
Yeah, bro. Yeah. It, I, I the reason I just not thought about it because it's like a very. It's also. Uh, it's like a silly multimedia. Chowder type of was project. in a really weird time of Cartoon Network. There was Chowder. There was Flapjack. Yeah. There was fucking. It was right at the time of like regular show. Mm-hmm. Like or maybe it was like the end. Um, end was actually not that long ago. I think. Uh, I think it was probably the beginning. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was that during the fucking Chowder era. I know you're right on with Flapjack. I don't know about the other two. Yeah, I, f- I loved Flapjack. The other just two, for how fucking weird it was. It was. It was so good. It reminded like, me, you know how like they make that meme of a uh, SpongeBob where it's like, oh, it'll be all silly, and then there's one frame. Yeah, but I loved Fla- that about SpongeBob too. SpongeBob and Flapjack both stuff have that like that cool has thing. always been like my shit. Like, and uh, Ren and Stimpy would do that. Type Ren and of shit. Stimpy, dude, ha- uh, fucking Ren and Stimpy was so good. Invader Zim. Um, just like cartoon wise, Ren and Stimpy, Invader Zim. I really liked Cat Dog. Mm-hmm. Way, Ooh, Cat Dog. way when I was younger, I like really young. There was a show called Kablam. I like Kablam. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was all like it was like claymation, just random shit. It was a lot. Of, it was like a variety show. Yeah. It had a bunch of different Kablam mini series was crazy. within it. Yeah. Um, there was Meltman. Yeah, dude. <laughs> With the power to <laughs> melt. There was a, <laughs> a Cat Dog. Um, oh. But Courage the Cowardly Dog, I was a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Flapjack, I was a really big fan of. Uh, just shows that had, like, that weird, like, energy to it. I always really, I always vibed with. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sure. I, I like weird shit with, like, sort of obscure humor and interesting art style. Yeah. Like, interesting visual style. Like, I, I haven't. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I am very wanting and attracted to getting into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, JoJo's great. Because the art style and stuff. JoJo's like, I know phenomenal, Some people dude. think it's weird and goofy and they don't no, like it. So I think good. it's so, like, over-the-top dramatic, but, like, it knows what it is. Yes. And that's why it's that way. Yes. It's fun. It's, like, fun. It's so good. JoJo is so good. Um, part one. So the memes you see about JoJo, obviously, are, like... Part one, like, the pr- Joseph is, like, super proper in this. And then fucking season two, it's, like, <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. And, like, um, season three is fucking Jotaro. And it's, like, the adventure through fucking Egypt. And then season four is, you know, um, Josuke. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, a fucking pompadour. And that's when people started getting skinny. Mm-hmm. Um and then season, what was it, Gio, Giovanni or whatever? Giovanni. Yeah, which is Golden Wind, which is like the mafia. It takes place in Italy. It's one of those series that just like escalates. Yeah. Kind of like uh, like Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, we got family, but on the moon. <laughs> on the moon. To the moon, though. To the moon with family. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into Fast and Furious much. I stopped watching the movies after Tokyo Drift. That's the th- second or third? The third. Third? Yeah, it's Fast and Furious. Because that's when it stopped being And like, then it was too fast, too furious. Wasn't it? That's kind of when it stopped being like... Cars. Grounded in yeah. cars and shit. And then it just got wacky. Yeah. But I kind of fuck with it for that reason. Like, I respect it. It's not something I'm into, mm. but I like weird shit. Like, like another thing that I'm not into, but I I like that it exists is Sharknado. Like shit like that. It's just wacky and extravagant yeah. to be like 
that's a statement in and of itself. I liked the concept of the first Sharknado. I yeah. was like, oh, this small town on the fucking water basically gets, or it's close to a pier or some bullshit. Basically, you know, the tornado comes and it displaces all the shark and the whole city gets underwater. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a legitimate fear because in Florida, we just had Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there was parts in Florida where there's like fish and crabs and like no, no. stuff. Fucking not crocodiles or no alligators. That too. Alligators, alligators in the water and people are stuck in this fucking water and you're seeing alligators swimming and you're like, oh, fuck, I can. Mm-hmm. there's a good chance I could get fucking snapped up by this gator. By the gator. By this gator. Bro, gators are scary though, because yeah, they're, they're like very like, they can be like contemplative where they just look in and they just sit, they just sit there, yeah, and you have no idea what they're thinking because they don't like, unless they're there's uh, no emotion, there's right. no emote, right, to a gator, <laughs> they, don't, they don't emote. They're, they're it's like with a lot of like mammals, you can kind of fucking doing the giddy. We don't know, <laughs> we don't the know if they're fucking yeah, the uh, gritty, the, the giddy, the giddy, <laughs> the giddy. Uh, gritty. With with a lot of like mammals and shit, you can kind of like. You can kind of read the body language with a yeah. gator. It's like just gonna sit there. It's just pounce and open its mouth. There. Yeah, it's gonna open its mouth and or even not sometimes. And oh. if it sees opportunity, it's just gonna snap. True, crazy. Yeah, the other day, um, hmm. I it was right after the hurricane, or maybe like right before, but it was like heavy rain and stuff. Okay, yeah. And um, I was over at Cave Cat, and there was just a crab hanging out on the sidewalk. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of crabs lately, like, yeah. like that, just like in fucking random places. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know why they're so displaced right now. Well, crabs. maybe because of the hurricane? Or no, you said before. Well, it was either oh. right after or right before. I think it would make sense if it was right after. It might have been right after. But yeah, it was just hanging out on the sidewalk, walking by, and we were all hanging out outside. Mm-hmm. So it was like a show, so there's music going on or whatever, yeah. people going in and out. And then I'm sitting on a, on the bench, and somebody's like, crab and i'm like what like it caught me off guard i'm like crap what and he, he points to it. it's like underneath the bench and i'm like huh and i get up and look and i'm like yeah there's a fat ass crab just like walking by <laughs> dude this is fucking the dancing crab meme random crab event dun, 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 oh crab dun, rave dun, dun. yeah that's what it is <laughs> bro crab rave Cream. um so speaking of mm. you going into like overdrive like you know high gear mode yeah you just went through like a thing in August, right? Where, or September? Which one was it? Where you took like a oh the month off? Yeah, you took like a month off and yeah. you like super I took, focused on I took shit. A solid month off and uh, of like what August. specifically? Like social media or just yeah, everything? Yeah, I was or off what? of social media. I was off of fucking everything, dating apps, anything. I didn't use my phone really. You just Only hit thing hard I used my gym. phone with was to listen to music in the gym and to. Um, you know, notes app to write shit down to be like, oh, I have a good idea for this, or to write some like poetry down, or to fucking plan some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't even texting anyone. Yeah, I'm not a big texter to begin with. Yeah, when you told me you were doing that, I kind of just left you alone because I figured, you know, yeah, you're gonna I, do your thing. I want to, I want to definitely do it again. Yeah. Every every like week, I think about it. I was like, bro, I want to take a year off. Just a whole year. Oh, yeah, of all social media and just literally grind so hard. You need, like, somebody who will um, post your art for you as your gun. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I or do you want to do you wanna build anticipation? I have so much stuff that I've never posted, just of art, like, stuff cataloged, whether it's, like, clothes or books or poetry or just, like, art pieces, commissions, 
just I have so much stuff that I've done and haven't like put out uh-huh. just because um I don't know man. I feel like Instagram's like dying and or really? already dead. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, it's a lot of people so hype it up be. as being the place to be right now because of like like just uh, like reels. Audience. Reels is part of it, but like which is fucking TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, well like short video content really snags people and a lot of people around here especially use Instagram for some reason. Yeah. I d- I didn't really use Instagram much until the last like year. Mhm. And even more so in the last couple months. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this love-hate relationship, you know. It's like I love making the art and creating things, but it's like the business side of you know posting. That's, that's kind of that's part of the grind, though. It's you a know? it's the grind that is that literally is the grind part for me because like Same. I don't I'm not good at like promoting myself or advertising myself. I am in person or. I feel like I, I feel like if somebody approaches me and asks me about podcasts or yeah. or media production shit, whatever, like I can talk to them and you know, but like I don't, I'm not good at going out of my way and like putting myself out there on mm-hmm. social media and like you know, um, I'm trying my best with Instagram. Yeah, because I started uploading. Like using the podcast, follow follow Ghost in the Ox on Instagram, people, Do it. and Twitter. Follow Ghost on the Ox. Um, also, oh, follow the dot Malice. Here you go on Instagram. Do you use Twitter or Facebook or anything? Oh, no, I know you don't use. I Facebook. don't have Facebook and I don't have Twitter. Okay. Just Instagram. Got you. The gram. The gram. Just get on uh, Twitter, maybe. Post poetry there. Twitter's a, uh, I don't know. Twitter's fucking yeah. I actually deleted like a couple years ago now. I deleted my uh, hmm. personal account and I only use the podcast account. Really? Yeah. Damn. I mean, I mean, I mean, the podcast isn't the podcast account isn't me. It's its own entity. It's not me actually. I feel like there's a. Oh, I made a Reddit. I have a Reddit account. Okay. I really don't use Reddit either. I don't either, except for like specific things because reddit is kind of good for like it's also accessible but it's also good yeah. for like specific like if you're in a niche hobbies or niche topics about something it's yeah. a pretty good resource for that i like that about it yeah for sure like for me it's airsoft oh yeah big airsoft community yeah i'll pretty post decent. they have a zine community because i make oh, yeah? these uh Wait, tell me about zines oh so um so i have the zine series called hate in my hands mm. um i'm on working on volume four uh, and it's essentially a 12 page, um, zine. It's like a zine is short for homemade magazine. Okay. They were used back in the day for like a lot of things. Uh, bands would make them to, uh, promote, um, you know, shows and stuff. A lot of clubs and fan clubs would make them of their favorite bands or okay. artists or whatever. So it's sort of like, uh, like, uh, an extended pamphlet with like advertising shit going on yes. and locations, venues. And I have one for you. This is oh, for uh, real? season or volume three Dude. of Hate in My Hands. That's for Dude. you. Yo. So essentially it's half a size of piece of paper. So you know a standard, you know, printer paper, eight point five by eleven. Um, so it's half that. So it's eight point five by five point five. It's kinda like almost a little pamphlet. And um they can be about whatever. Um I was on Reddit and I posted, you know, some artwork from my zines and people really, really liked it. And I had a bunch of people like reach out to me and like do like a trade like, oh, can we trade like our zine for the, your zine and for stuff real? like that? Yeah. 
That's cool. So I was like, that's cool. Um, cause usually did you follow through with any of those? Yeah, I did. Um, I got one of them about Bigfoot. Uh, someone from basically like fucking bumfuck nowhere, like Kentucky, mm-hmm. literally was just talking about like how they swear Bigfoot is in Kentucky. Um, and then it's another one was about, about it. Yeah. And then Fire. another person made theirs about like their battle with alcoholism. Okay. So I was like, damn, this is kind of like, it's kind of deep. deep. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, and out of nowhere too, I was like, this is kind of like really hinting. Um, They're good. Yeah. Not that I struggle with any, like anything like that, but like, no, but it hits hard. Like, yeah. Like reading about it. Like this is a person like yeah. just very intimate details about their struggle with this uh, substance. Um, for, for my, my zine that I, my project, uh, hate in my hands, basically it's a compilation of, um, it's like a digital collages and artworks that I've made and digital collages of just like random weird images that I've basically, um, put all together. It's all in it's black like, and white. It's like, yeah, it's like a graphic um, version there's like random shit in there oh there's also um oh, like this so there's pages, 12 pages churches. there is um a total of 28 um illustrations you know digital collages mm-hmm. and then there's a total of five pages that are it has art and it also has poems that i've made um and then i'm also working on a, a after i finished volume four which is the final volume of Hate in My Hands. What's the QR code on the back go to? The QR code on the back goes to my Instagram. Cool. All right. Um, the, uh, oh, after this project, I'm going to make another zine project that's just all poetry, and that's okay. called uh, Blood in My Ink. Blood in My Ink. So that's the first time I've publicly talked about that. That's awesome. Blood um, in My Ink. Hate in My Hands, Blood in My Ink. Yeah. Uh... That's um, that's oh, cool. That and be volume like... the very so in this volume for volume three, um, and these are super like limited. Like I only made twenty five of these. Wow. I feel, um, I feel turn honored. to the last page. This is good quality, people. By the way, for any like for listeners. So oh, in there, shit. okay, there is an official member club. So with that, it's like a member card, to hate in my hands. So you could actually take this out. You can take I it can. out. Yeah. Oh, and on the back. Okay, yeah. On the back, you see it's numbered. And it has oh, a place wow. where you can write your name. Wow. And it says a little... Uh, little. Should I say it? Yeah. Name, blank, 20 out of 100. As days pass and memories fade, there's one thing certain. You carry hate in your hands. Okay, this is fucking rad. And a lot of people... I want to keep this in my wallet. Yeah, a lot of people have them in their wallets. Like, I have mine in my wallet. Uh, Some secret society shit. Low-key, it kind of is... I'm not even going to front with you. I love this. The front front card says member. Yeah. The back uh, has the little saying in the part where you can fill in. And on the front, uh, below where it says member, has a illustration. There's four of them. So, there's four different designs... There is the Forgotten Child, which is the one that you have. Mm-hmm. There is... Um, I want to keep that safe right there. The Forgotten Child, which is that one. There is... The Misplaced Sin, which is basically uh, a devil. Um, 
it's like it basically looks like Satan. Um, it's this crazy demon. Um, the, the nature of man, which is literally um, half of it's just like think of like this stock image of a guy, but the entirety from his upper part of his jaw up is just ripped off. It's just oh. like his lower jaw and then like blood going like up. the other half, the bottom half of his head. Yeah, it's just the bottom half jaw. of his head and his jaw. And then there is uh, the greatest joke, which is the final one, which is a, a clown. Um, and just for a reference, I know you have yours, but this is this is the one I was talking about. Oh, sick. Oh, sick. Yeah. Bro, I wish I could show all these in the thumbnail. I'll probably, I'm going to have to take a picture of this stuff. You can, for sure. Actually, no, I shouldn't. This is a secret. Secret society. People I can't mean, see this. So they just heard about it, but there's 25. <laughs> um, you got to see it in person type of thing. Like if you meet someone with that, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you, you hardcore. I've, like I've been to some places and people have like taken photos of like their club cards and shit. Facts? Yeah. That's like a, you should, we should have like meetups. I like a bar. We should have like meetups. Yeah. Like a bar somewhere meetups and we all take a picture of them together. It's like these people met at this point, like right now. There's, um, so there's only a hundred of those made. That's fine. There's only 25 of these zines made and then the rest of them are all like if i fuck with you like you know i give you one or like if you do a commission i give you one um or if like uh usually it's just reserved for that yeah and then i'm not making any more once they're there limited they're there. limited everything edition. i do is really limited dude just cuz i'm like, honored to have a limited edition another limited i have two originals and one limited edition zine uh zine dude it's kind of crazy because i've had people like straight up message me and tell me in real life like i am collecting your artwork and shit for when you get big that's and like that's really humbling in a way i'm just like oh shit like what is that like what the fuck bro i i I love it i genuinely brag when people come over and they see uh, the first this first piece uh for the first time they're like oh that's my original malice piece and they're like if, if they know you, they're like, oh, that's fire. Because some people, like, you know, yeah. people know you. Uh, but if they don't know you, they're like, they get super into it. And they start looking at it. And they're like, there's a lot to I start telling them about you. Yeah, unpack and look at. Um, and that's one of my favorite things are I want people to look at something I make and just, like, think about it. Like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's either what does this mean or... How it makes someone feel. That's so, my f- favorite two things. So do you make something hoping that it creates a vague meaning that different people can have different meanings? Or do you have an intent behind things like that? So some things do have like a straightforward intention. Mm. Like, um, for example, the one piece that I was talking about earlier with the, it had like a Sisyphus and on the boulder and stuff. Yeah. The commission piece. Um, that had a bunch of elements on the actual artwork that um, just had like a meaning to not only me, but the person that commissioned it. Um, but sometimes I just make things with either I make things with how I'm feeling or some things I'm thinking about or things that I want to convey that makes sense does that answer the question yeah like a concept you're trying to convey or an emotion yeah that you're trying to yeah. uh, instill um trying to portray yes particularly i would vibe. say 
Yeah. Okay. I never. I don't think I've ever asked you. Do you have a title for this one? Um. Sorry, people listening can't see what I'm pointing to, but no, it's fine. To my other malice piece. So for that one, the title I believe was um. No, that was untitled. Honestly, it was untitled. There is um the only thing about it that I remember is um the age of progression of like the oldest pointing in the direction to the right mm-hmm. which is the one figure and then below that is a smaller figure um pointing to the right and then there's an even smaller figure which is like a third um just standing there and it's kind of like uh, my interpretation was like the eldest telling like go do this and then mm. the the one that's younger than that but older than the youngest is saying go do this and then the youngest is just kind of left there like stuck i see contemplating and figuring out what to do yeah not only what to do but like why why yeah, am yeah, yeah. I? um i had a subtext for it but not an actual name so you take commissions for a lot of stuff um yeah I've done, like, custom clothes for people. I've uh-huh. done uh, clothes. I've worked with, like, I've done a lot of logos for, like, bands um, and, like, DJs and performers and shit. Flyers and... Flyers. I've done, I've done a lot of flyers. I've done um, flyers, <laughs> logos, band stuff. I've done, I've done some, like, ink work. Not me doing the tattooing, but I've been, like, commissioned to, like, hey... Make ca- a piece of art. Yeah. For, so for them to trace type of thing? No, no, no. For, like, they wanted something for me. They wanted me to draw something that they would get tattooed. Right. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, AI art? Like, AI programs, like, making... Oh, like, man. Especially the more abstract stuff, like, for flyers and things like that. So, I f- absolutely fucking hate AI art. Do you? So, in terms of... I recognize that AI art is, um, it's a good tool. It can be used to make shit, but it is very, um, apparent and jarring. No, not jarring. Sorry. It's, um, I don't like it. Cause like job security in terms of like, but maybe that's just like, just get better as an artist or it's just like, so well, a massive corporation isn't going to reach out to an artist when they can just fucking use a program for whatever their needs. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of the time, they're not going to reach out to, unless you're like a known artist for something or whatever. Like, like when Facebook re- reached out to fucking D- uh, David Cho to mm-hmm. do like the mural at Facebook. Sure. Um, and then they paid him in fucking Facebook stock. They didn't pay him in normal. And that's how he became the richest artist in the world or whatever. But, uh, anyway, um, it's just kind of like, it's scary, man. It's scary seeing computers make insanely realistic oil like paintings when people spend the entirety of their life to do something like that. Yeah. And it can just output it so quickly. I think the difference is at least right now is with human made art, Mm -hmm. there's intent Yeah, and there's also like a soul to it. There's a soul to it. Whereas, like, and, and here, the thing is, like, in AI, you still have to input something for it to make it. It's not yeah. going to make it on its own. So, like... I don't have I see a problem. It, I see it as... I still... I still... Right now, unless it starts making shit on its own volition, mm-hmm. I still see it as, like, a tool of, like, the artist mm-hmm. is 
inputting some sort of sort of data prompt, prompt or data or something into it and yeah. figuring out a way to use it to create something they're going for. Because I played... and then on, on top of that, yeah, you also have the option of using it and editing it after the fact and using it in other stuff. Yeah, whatever it creates. I've um I've played with a couple different ones like Mid Journey, Mid Journey is um, cool, Dolly, whatever. Um, Do- yeah, Dolly, the Doll E. Yeah, Dolly, and uh, one mean, other one. We in Discord had the Mid Journey one. Oh, I, yeah. I think there's you have to pay for it, but you get like a certain amount of uses, like free uses or something. Yeah. I used them all. Yeah, but it was it's cool. So there's um, a streamer I watched that uh he did his entire live stream like a couple hours or like or something like that of just inputting funny shit on uh it might have been the dolly one because he got into like the full version where mm-hmm. if you like apply and go on a waiting list you can get into like the full yeah program that's what i access. applied for yeah. yeah he did a whole live stream of like taking like making up his own stuff but also taking prompts from like his chat the stream yeah and he it come up with some cool shit like and some it some can, really absurd fun. funny shit yeah I feel that 100%. It can be used, like, in fun ways like that. It's just... So, there was a... The first problem that... Well, quote-unquote problem is uh, some guy won, like, a major art contest and, like, fucking got first place and won, like, oh, money. Yeah, Did you I hear saw, about that? I heard about that, yeah. It was in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So, this guy basically... Did it come out after the fact that it was AI? No, he made? said it. Or he said it from the beginning. Yeah, he was okay. just like... But... The problem is that it won in the digital art category when there was people, you know, actually using, you know, like paint tool sci or whatever. Like actually, you know. Do you think AI art needs its own category? Yes. That's what I'm getting at. I okay. think AI art should have its own category of I put in this prompt and it gave me this. Because mm-hmm. his whole debate was, you know, I've been working with this uh, mid journey for uh, ever since it's been out. And, you know, I've been I've tried a bunch of different prompts till I find the right one. And then like, and I'm wondering, and I get that. I've never tested it myself. I'm wondering if putting the exact same prompt multiple times gives you different outputs. It does. It does. It does. Okay. That, that still kind of makes it more unique then. Yes. The problem is though, um, I think AR art should have its own category in yeah. a competition sense. I agree. Because you're beating, people who sit there for hours you know doing fucking i mean technically the, the guy could have sat there for hours just refreshing the thing until he found whatever but that, but that, there's that, a difference that, that between someone be, working that could be like an afternoon whereas the artist probably spent weeks if not months or whatever on yeah on actual art yeah like by actual art i mean human made and his art. whole argument was like art is dead like this is a tool that i'm using mm, he's that postmodernist like type mentality yeah. where it's like doesn't matter yeah and uh, I don't know. I really don't fuck with a that. Banana taped to the wall is art. I don't fuck. You remember with, that? Uh, I do remember that. Um, how do you feel about that? Banana taped on the wall again. That's a physical thing that a guy, someone came up with. Mm. Um, it. How different is that from somebody type figuring out the correct words put together to make a prompt? Yeah. To fucking spit out an image. Um, that's debatable. But in terms of just, like, AI art, dude, I think, I don't know. It's just, it's it's concerning to artists uh, like me and other people who are just grinding and, like, working hard and trying to get, you know, recognition, trying to get jobs, commissions, branding. It's just like, damn, like, 
I'm out here because I've, I've seen it with flyers, like getting paid to make flyers and then having people just make a flyer. Like with venues. AI yeah. Venues just straight up use an AI art. Yeah. Someone's just like, oh, whatever. And not get paid to make like, you know, a flyer. So it's like, damn, like. And also sometimes it can suffer for that, too, because like somebody who who is not an artist mm-hmm. who just opens up the AI makes uh, you know takes an image makes one uh takes it and then adds text to it it's like it's not it may not be visually pleasing it may kind of like maybe not even fit the vibe of whatever yeah. the thing is whereas even artists behind it they can like make it aesthetically pleasing, pleasing. and and also convey proper information and stuff i would like to see um in a way i would use it uh i, I was thinking of ways i could use it to make me a better artist you know mm. Whether it's just, like, line art or backgrounds or whatever. And I thought of maybe, like, so doing, let's just think, let's say, like, a portrait of someone. You know, I do the portrait, I do the painting, whether it's acrylic oil, whatever. But I'm like, you know, I really want a background. So I go on the AI, like, mid-journey, and, I, and I, my prompt would be, like, oil painting um, study or oil painting, like, uh library or like a room essentially mm-hmm. and then i would use that background and then i would uh almost you, like reference material for yourself yes okay and then i could like project that background onto my canvas and almost like trace it into the canvas and then mm-hmm. paint over it you know match the tones or whatever um i was just thinking of stuff like how can i use this to make me like a better artist how can i there are things. See, that's the thing I like about it is that people just need to learn how to use it as a tool still. Yeah. And not just take it for granted and just, oh, I made a thing and it's done. And that's the piece. That's art. Because <laughs> that is kind of cheapening it a little bit. But when you just use it as a tool to contribute to something yeah. greater, that it makes it more um And it's like interesting. A, it's a love-hate thing, man. Because, like, it is, again, like, it is a tool and it is like someone, you know, I made this, but it's it just kind of hurts personally it's like fuck dude um now i used to be like like this actually genuinely bothered me for a while i was really like not upset but i was just like am i gonna have to worry about fucking not getting commissions because like this is such a thing and it's so well known and received and it's so simple especially in like this type of scene too yeah and well especially for the scene that i'm in and you're in Mm -hmm. um yeah, it was really concerning. art and music scene and people who are just like hip to technology yeah. and stuff. Um, but there is stuff that I really do want to use it for, and I've seen people use it. I want to like for Dungeons and Dragons, like maybe random mm. generate like maps. I know you can do that with other sites, but like, have yeah, there's use, some like, sites that are really powerful for D and D, like um random generated like a tavern and have like images to show my group like and that's during... also good because then you have multiple different ones for each time like yes. each campaign or whatever yes. and it kind of saves you time of having to do it yourself and something really cool that i do want to use it for i think i'm gonna have to buy the mid journey like the tokens or whatever mm-hmm. um whenever if i do get approved you know like for the premium one or whatever um is to do character portraits mm. of like the groups that I play with, you know, okay. just for something they can have. Um, I tried very loosely to, to make one already with like the tokens I had on the free, um, 
problem is it just couldn't really capture what uh-huh. it, the character was. Especially like probably specific details. Exactly. Yeah, you can't really tell it to put this. And on I tried the chest doing generic or, like, and then getting a generic thing and then like taking that image and then drawing over it or making my own, you know, just mm-hmm. adding to it. And that wasn't. It was just too far from my friend Alex. Um, shout out Alex. He he'll listen to this. Him and his friends do Star Wars D and D, and they all have like hand drawn, um, like profile shots, character shots, like character shots, yeah. like full body. That's of awesome. all of their characters. They're fire too. They're nice yeah. and detailed. Star Wars D and D seems like such a big task. Really, it's such a. I've played with them a handful of times. It's such a like times. recognized franchise mm-hmm. that it's like. Yeah, so there's a there's a Wookiee on uh, planet Endor, and people are fucking... There's an Ewok on Kashyyyk, and it's like, that's not where the fucking Ewoks are from. They're not on Kashyyyk, that's where the Wookiees are from, or mm-hmm. some bullshit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, well... Uh, it's, like, it's like some of the lore is kind of, like, hard in place. There's you so hard-in-place lore that... Like, I have people that want me to run a Star Wars one, and they've sent me modules and modules and modules of stuff, and I'm just like... <sighs> I'm just yeah. It's very daunting. The way my friends play, they they do it. I mean, there is lore you have to abide by yeah. to make it Star Wars. Otherwise, exactly. what's the point? But there's like there's ways you can play in which there you can be kind of like you know fast and loose with certain details yeah. of like like when it comes to like the mid chlorines. When it comes to like um like ships or like weapons or like things about a character or like whatever or like if you want to make a new location as long as long as everything about it applies with and makes sense within the universe Mm. you can still make it up there's there's quite a few things like that or like make you can make up factions within it as long as it like makes sense within the lore still yeah but but that is you're right that is a bit of a like um i guess it depends on people you play with too yeah, they they go hard. Like they'll do like voices and like 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 embody their character a yeah. lot. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, that's great. It's fun to I watch. I love that. I sat in on I think three sessions, and I, mm-hmm. I had a character made uh, that I was able to like play play with. That basically the like concept behind my character is he's like a little bit of a vagabond and he like drifts in and out of their story like by coincidence yeah yeah. and that's sort of like a plot device we've added in yeah Yeah. it's like a plot device that we've added into their campaign and play whenever you want yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. because like in the middle of their story i could just show up because of like the way my character drifts around Mm -hmm. and i'll just be joining them on their adventure until the end of this session then i leave yeah (laughs) and i made a character who uh he he his ship was based off the the vape mod that I was using at the oh, time. Really? It was like a big like bulbous like rectangle with like a big engine, and that was like the tank, That's like the vape tank. <laughs> and it was like a it was like a freighter, not like a freight, eh, like a like a light freighter ship where it has like um, what do you call it? Like garage bays. Yeah. For like starfighter bays, not like docking externally, but internally, where okay. it can open up and you can park a little starfighter or a small ship into it or a shuttle or something. Mm-hmm. And work on it and whatever. And there's like a few of those bays, but other than that, the rest of the ship is literally just bare bones, like just empty. You just live in it, and it's a workshop that can move around essentially. That's fucking like sick. imagine if you lifted up Tire Kingdom and made that into like a spaceship. Huh? It's like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is definitely awesome. That's a really cool hobby that I started and have kept for a long time. It's a good. Like um, creative exercise. And yeah, outlet. it's a really good creative exercise. 
especially for like DMing as long as I've DM'd. Mm-hmm. Um and like all the different groups that I've DM'd for. Um I used to go really hard. I used to run three games a week for three different I remember. groups. I remember. I kind of remember that. And you tell me about that. That got really crazy to the yeah. point where it was just too much. Is it hard to follow three different ones going on? It's it's just a lot of prep work, a lot of things mm-hmm. I have to get ready, you know, you know, NPCs, characters, where everyone's at, what, you know, just a general feel of, you know, even if I was running a module, it was still a lot. Um, and then it narrowed down to two, and now I'm down to one. How do you get into DMing? So, like, start like your progression from just starting as a player to eventually running a show, running a campaign. Yeah. So I uh, I played with this group. Um, it was a while. It was like 2018. Jeez. Um, I played with. Um, I had a mutual friend who played Dungeons or who wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, his name was Jake. Um, he's friends with the. Jersey and uh, Iran. Shout out Jersey, Iran. Shout out Jake. Um, so Shout I was talking to rappers. him, and he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna start playing Dungeons and Dragons with my boss." Okay. Um, so I was like, "Okay, we're gonna go over to one of our coworkers' house who knows how to play and blah blah blah." And the coworkers wore like forty-seven, forty-eight, like these like veterans in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Yeah, I've been playing since second edition." What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like real fucking. And they're like uh, these really old like New York guys, and they're just like, "Yeah, I remember fucking Thacko." Like, yeah, <laughs> like what? all this crazy. There's this whole thing with Thacko and like lore stuff, first edition, second edition type shit. Yeah, you know, I vaguely heard. Like the the module things you're talking about with different editions where they like tweak rules and stats yeah. on things. Three point five and then yeah. four was a mess and now they're on fifth edition and now they're doing D and D one was the next thing that they're working on. But um like a yeah. reboot. <laughs> it's supposed to be like this all inclusive encompass thing. Oh, okay. Which is good, but uh some of the rules are controversial. But uh, anyway, back to the story. In the so weeds, basically yeah. um went over there. And, like, they straight up just showed us how to play. Like, you know, okay, this is what you do. You know, these are the character sheets. I was like, damn, this is a lot of math. Damn, this is a bro, lot to remember. Bro, the math part is what I remembered from making my character, too. There's so much, like, numbers and, like, and points for your, like, it's different characteristics. It's a lot of characteristics. numbers and understanding, yeah. Yeah. And then, but once you figure that out, because um, I vaguely knew how to play, and just, like, you know, making a character and, like, trying to be like the character would in the game, it was so fun. It was so amazingly fun. And then after, like, the first – after the end of our, you know, the campaign, which was, like, five sessions or whatever, right, Um, getting a grasp of learning how to actually play and understanding everything, it went from fun to, like – groundbreaking really this was like skyrim on crack to me whoa like it was so good it's like playing skyrim but having the choice of any dialogue option and mm-hmm. any to do anything yeah because it's like you are you're not limited you are, by the parameters limited. it's unlimited yeah like that's the that's my favorite part about dungeons and dragons that anything could happen you know there's like a well-grounded story and there's character progression you can actually see the characters like through the things that happen to them in the story and also in the world the main characters are you and your friends and there's like real life character progression exactly yeah yeah um and then it went from that uh to um i was like wow like i want to i want to make a campaign or like i want to run a module for the group and uh 
the first session, the first session that I ever ran, um, the first 10 minutes were amazing. Like everyone was like, everyone was so hyped and like just so excited at the table. They're like, this is so cool. Like right off the bat, it was like a murder mystery type deal. They had mm. to find this guy and like it devolved into like two characters at the table, like almost getting into a fist fight and what? like one of them walking away and it's like, I'm never playing again. What? <laughs> yeah. It, Cause like he tried to kill, basically he fought his other character and since they're level one, they're like squishy. Mm -hmm. So they get like one shot and died. And instead of his character leaving, he just like fucking like dipped out of there took the disengage action and then dashed on a turnout and then like swam like a mile away <laughs> and then it was just like well there's a character who's mad a mile away and he doesn't want to play and then he stopped playing the one guy who's like character got pissed like stopped playing with this all together and it was literally just like a dumpster fire. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't think I – I don't know if I'm doing this right. Like, what do I do in this situation? <laughs> How does it devolve to that? Dude, I, I was looking at a rod and I was like, bro, what What do I do? Like, I was looking at him and I was like, is there something I could have done better? And he was just like, I don't know, man. Like, you, you tried your bet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, homie was, like, mad about – So can you, can you break this down for me a little more? It was literally just, like, it turned into um, one character – did something to someone else's character and he didn't like that he like played a prank on a character so essentially like uh they had to get these clues to find out who the murderer was right mm -hmm. so this one character made went to a church and like the church seemed a little shady you know they worshiped this weird deity so while they were investigating this guy's character went up and was talking to him and, like, he was like, oh, like, I'm not afraid of you, blah, 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 blah. And, like, the wizard, which was one of the other players, was casting spells on the guy who was, like, interrogating to make him seem like a powerful, like, god or deity Some kind of that related to the church. Uh -huh. And uh, unknown to him, he was being, like, casting, like, a really tall shadow or something like that, something along those lines. And then they ended up getting the information because of that. But when he found out, he's like, I don't like you casting spells on my character when I'm not aware. And he's like, it was to help the group to get the information. And I seemed like it was – I thought it was justified. The other two people thought it was justified. The mm -hmm. one guy did not like it. Damn, and he felt slighted by that. He felt slighted, right. and he felt like he was trying to mess with his character. So and he took it personal when yeah, it's, it's just like some gameplay. Yeah. And Damn. essentially, um, <laughs> I love when shit happens, like the handful of times that I played with them, there's mm -hmm. always some shit that happens. It's like, okay, my character, cause it, it kind of makes it more realistic a little bit. Your yeah. character has its own motivate motivations and ways that think it, it he, you think you should be do like method of doing something. Yeah. But then your other friends have their own ways of doing something and yes. sometimes they'll clash and you'll do one thing like, okay, for example, uh, a uh, particular like setting for one of the missions we were doing within the campaign. The Star Wars I, campaign. Yeah, the Star yep. Wars one that I joined. We were we were at some kind of like uh man, what was it? Some kind of like event where these really famous people were at. Ooh. Um and okay. we're on we're on this building with like roofs on all around. It's like a courtyard. Mm -hmm. And me and another person are like security sort of type of thing. We're like monitoring everything going Bouncer -like on. Bouncer like type. S sort of with our weapons and everything. Okay. And something happens where I have to like snipe somebody, but then 
I'm getting ready to take a shot and some shit breaks out, some fight breaks out, and my one of the other people does like um like a smoke screen thing. And okay. it's like, well, I can't do shit yeah, while like, you're doing that. How can I take the shot when I can't see now? Right. So like shit like that, like yeah. it's it's almost more fun because it kind of disrupts you have to figure out your way out of the situation yes. that you just created. Yeah. And I like that. There was just bad chemistry with the two people. Yeah. But um, literally after that, I, I gave it one more shot. And, then, you know, I re did wrote a whole nother thing and uh, turned out really good. It was really fun. Everyone really loved it. Fun. And I've been DMing for five years now. Cool. So. So you went straight to DMing pretty quick. Yeah. That's cool. I would say, yeah. And that that seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah. How long have you do how long have you been doing art? How long have you dedicated your life to that? So I've done art throughout my whole life, just like enjoying it, just like, oh, dual here and fun. And then in high school, you know, taking art classes a little bit serious just because we got like <laughs> I started to take it serious in high school because uh if our art pieces were good enough, then we would go into like competition with other mm. schools. So we would, you know, get to leave school to go take our art, you know, and display it and do whatever, talk about it. And then, so basically I use that as like a, <laughs> like I want to leave and school. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's also kind of more fun too. like, uh, Oh, I was making make a, some art and then show it. I was doing a lot of graffiti in high school too. Mm -hmm. So I was making a, everyone's gamer tags cool like i had this giant black book which is like a book of like you know graffiti and tags and shit and i had a everyone's gamer tag and i would like make it for them and like give it to them um i couldn't be asked though like if someone wanted something i want i purposely would not make it for them i had to just <laughs> give it to them right and like it became this thing where everyone had like it was it was like oh shit like he made you one like oh shit mm, like, like yo, currency kind like like special not currency like it was individual well, it's like it's like a it's like a private club again like yeah with the cards. kind it's, of yeah it's like literally. a secret society and people <laughs> you, they had them in the outside of their binder that's cool and they were just kind of like yeah like i got my shit done like it's crazy fire um and then i don't know i kind of stopped for a while because my senior year of high school my uh my principal like sat me down and was kind of mean about it she was kind of like she so verbatim she told me she was like oh you want to be the art like you want to be an artist and i was just like yeah like that's what i want to try to do and she just kind of like laughed and was like huh and said like you're gonna end up homeless on like a park bench are you dead ass i'm dead ass like that stuck with me and i was like wow and then I kind of reevaluated, like, should I not do this? And then I just went the college route. Well, right after high school, I took a year to, like, just work. You know, I went to North Carolina, lived there for a little bit. I worked in, like, a granite warehouse doing granite with, like, my brother-in-law. Um, came back and then was like, yeah, I'll try college. So I was going for, like, business administration. I went for, like, two years and i fucking hated it so much and i just talked to my parents and i was like i don't want to do this like i'm gonna switch my fucking i'm gonna switch my major and they're just like okay like do you know what you want to do or like what you want to try and i was like yeah i really want to do digital media and they're like okay go for it so then i was doing digital media 
and for some reason in the IRSC system, or at least how it was to do before you could get into the Photoshop classes, you know, the Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, before you can take those, it was mandatory for you to take like calculus and like a yeah. high science. There's like all these like pre preliminary and I can't classes. do like I literally can't do like that type of math. Mm-hmm. Like I struggled in high school to the point where they just passed me in math. <laughs> what? Literally, yeah. Um how does that work? Just cuz honestly, not to sound like uh fucking narcissistic because I was so liked. Like I was um I was on the football team. I was fucking class representative or whatever. Uh, like teachers did you a solid. Just yeah, like, and all the teachers knew me and they were cool. Um, and literally, you know, I kinda, and, and it's not like I didn't try every single day for like two years. For my eleventh grade and twelfth grade, I went to after school like tutoring for math. I'm not gonna lie, I uh, like I never stopped trying, and I went during the summer for like summer math classes. Like I genuinely tried. I had like a thing sort of like that happened, but in elementary yeah. where, so the school I went to, we had these, um, the school, like whole curriculum changed for that is a private school. Mm-hmm. So they're allowed to just kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. And there's like a program you can do where instead of like traditional teaching, there's like these workbooks, like these booklet pace. things. Pace. pace. Yeah. The pace is what I, it was. I did paces. I did pace. I did pace and to pass I, math. I was so bad at pace because I didn't have the like the back then I was too talkative and look at yeah. me now uh, look at me now like making hmm. doing that for podcasts right um I, I was like too talkative and like not focused because it was so boring it's so boring to just sit there yeah. for hours six seven eight hours whatever it is during the day and, and like do those booklets and just write stuff and read there and just be in silence and like that that's your day mm-hmm. and like so I just didn't do a lot of them didn't get through it on like a, in a good schedule at all and so but but my but i was i was still like like intelligent enough and liked by like my class and my teachers that they just for certain things like english and math because i demonstrated that i understood it mm-hmm. I, but i didn't do all the work they just like okay you get this clearly so i'm just gonna pass you on this thing yeah they just kind of shush you along yeah and like yeah. like i got through a lot of book work be- that way because i had a whole like milk crate mm-hmm. full of like those pace packets that yeah. i didn't do you get so many dude. there's so fucking many it's I, insane. I had one for uh geometry i had to do geometry and like some other one for in high school i, I forget which ones specifically i think i think they were like I couldn't math. pass algebra too yeah Algebra 2 is hard for me, too. I was bad at geometry, which yeah. is, like, you would think it's almost, like, the easy one, but it's not. It's because not, because angles, bro. And, and, like, proofs and, like, so and much stuff. And then they were fucking ragging on me for that, because they're like, yeah, you like art, but fucking, like, you can't make these lines straight. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> dude, I'm sitting there with the protractor in my at like, fucking. I got the compass and everything. Yeah, like... dude. It's <laughs> fucking, uh, I was taking, getting shots all over. I was like, fuck, dude. Bro, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so, no. I was saying, though, about. Oh, so I I tried to do digital media and I couldn't pass those math classes and I was on FAFSA. Mm -hmm. So it was like, if you fail more than like two classes, then it'll take that shit away. So I switched my, um, major again to just general, general arts. Okay. Is what it's called, which is like a super basic associates to like, you can do it and become like a teacher. You can do it and you can do a bunch of stuff with it. It's like a stepping stone associate degree. Sorry. Um, but with that, I actually got to do, uh, 
like college art courses, color and design, you know, um, fundamental drawings, drawing, composition, like, yeah. And that was like, that was kind of big because it was like actual, like structured, like everyone sitting down doing charcoal drawings of like still lifes, you know, or like having a model come in and doing like, uh, you know, doing the nude model, like in charcoal. You actually did that? Yeah. That's cool. Um, do that. I gotta ask. Then, I know it's cliche to ask. Were they hot? Um, male or female? Uh, one was male. The other was female. Were they either of them like pleasant to look at? Yeah, they were okay. Normal people. Yeah. Normal it was looking. honestly more of like, I was trying to be so hyper, like not looking <laughs> right at, at the like the person like that. Yeah. Because. I was well, that's, the, that's kind of the exactly. thing. That's kind of the thing with that type of class. And I'm just like, that's the joke, and that's like, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm like, bro, fucking, <laughs> I can't draw your dick right, dude. It's like it's curving to the left, and I just can't get it. I keep having to erase it. Ugh. I remember this guy I talked to. He he um. He, he, he told the story about doing exactly one of those classes where, but the, the model was like this fat dude that had like the biggest red, reddest ball sack ever. And it yeah. was so distracting. Fat people are hard to draw. I bet. Like I'm bigger and like just looking at like uh, anatomy wise, mm-hmm. like, like it's just a lot of like skin and folds. It's harder to Making, get like dimensions, right? Yeah. For things. It's, it's uh, proportions. Uh, the same thing as like a uh, cloth. When you draw like clothing on people mm-hmm. or like how a cloth folds or yeah, yeah, yeah. falls on with something. like a bigger person it's going to be with a more bigger person it's not different yeah essentially the muscle and the fat lays on someone differently than how someone toned or muscular because you know you can actually see you know you know what like abs look like yeah but if you're fat like how do you show that without just being round mm-hmm. essentially where does like the torso lie like just stuff like that just yeah, just for body just anatomy harder. <laughs> just harder <laughs> yo speaking of college stuff that's how we met yeah isn't that, that crazy is how we met so i did not go to college but i did do dual enrollment you're a little bit older than me yeah. i i did you were starting college what yep. what so literally starting was that which major year. was that i was in the business administration that was the beginning of that that was the wow. beginning wow okay so i was in dual enrollment which that was my first real class. For real? Because I That's had to so take, you know, like you have to take prereq classes if you yeah. suck it. I had to take one for math and English. Uh, so I took those. And then my first, I was like, wow, this is my first um, actual college class. And it was the student. Uh, I forget what it was called. It was it's called like, something. It was like student success class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something. Yeah. And uh, you basically had to take it. It was for all, like, the new students, and we got, like, pamphlets and how to... And it's, like, you have to do it to do anything else. Yeah. Like, it's the very first thing you do. And it was, like, this is how you study. Yeah. It was literally that. This is how you do homework. Like... This is how you figure out what you want to do in life. And, like, I mean... There's, like, personality tests and, like, emotional intelligence stuff. Yeah. There was some cool stuff out of it. There was some But a lot of it with, like, how to study and shit, it was just, like, oh, my God. Literally memed the teacher the whole time. Dude, I remember that. It was so funny. I remember that. I just remember being so snarky because I was like, because that was being introduced as my first class. And they Mm -hmm. were just trying to break down like how to not even study, just like, all right. So you're how to absorb information. Yeah. I was just like, I just didn't understand. Like, what do you mean? 
Like they're they're like breaking down such a simple thing and like almost like almost like insulting your intelligence yeah. in a way. That's like, how I felt. Like that's how the class kind of is. Like it 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 almost treats you like you're starting high school again a little bit. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it definitely was fucking wild. And so yeah, I was doing dual enrollment. I was like that was like my second my second year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um I moved and I came back to PSL and uh did dual enrollment at IRSC where I basically doing like the class the course that you would do for your ged but those classes were counting for high school credits for me rather than ged like okay and then also doing the college the student success yeah yeah and so and then like i finished i I don't remember exactly how it works but i finished that like semester or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i moved back and went to regular high school again (laughs) but that was interesting what a trip dude it's weird how you meet people like that too literally yeah um, and it was funny too because like when I started meeting a bunch of people in the last like year mm-hmm. um, in like the academy and stuff and like meeting uh, or like Pete or like anybody yeah. uh, around Jersey and like oh like they we all like there's such a small town because like everybody knows each other a lot of people know Kevin who I started the podcast with mm-hmm. um, so it's like it's it's so weird how you can know two separate people that know each other but you have no idea yeah, everyone's separated by two degrees. Yeah. Is that the saying or something? Or six degrees. Six degrees. Oh. We, we two degrees? That. Damn, we well, getting short, huh? I forget when we <laughs> talked about this, but this came up on the podcast recently where, yeah, that, that there's like a game out of it called uh, Six Degrees. Uh, well, oh. There's like the, the, the well-known one is Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon, oh. which is you're trying to connect anybody in the world to Kevin Bacon by, yeah. or specifically actors, like obscure one that you're not thinking of. Can mm. you connect them? Were they in this movie with this person? That person was in the movie, this movie with this person, et cetera, yeah. go down the line to him. And But you could do that for real. Like, remove Kevin Bacon from it. You can connect most people. It's so crazy. True. Especially with stuff that we do, because we try to go to these, like, scenes, like the art scene, mm-hmm. you know, type shit. It's networking. Um, it's about who you know. Yeah, because networking is so big and it's it's so important because we are such small like creators and networking in person is so undervalued by some people i think oh yeah it's in person like actually meeting up and doing stuff is huge it's huge. so huge cuz you build that like repertoire rep- you build like a community not a community you integrate into a community sort mm-hmm. of thing and you meet like you build bonds with people that you would just not get when you're looking at like a profile picture you know? Yeah, or behind like a screen, you know, DMing yeah. someone or right. Yeah, definitely different. You get to look into and hanging out with people, you get to look into their mind a little bit more, connect with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. And like, I feel like those people who you get a deeper connection like that with, mm-hmm. it it goes a lot longer. In like, it, it can go a lot longer than just like being a fan of something online surface level surface level yeah 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 i was talking about this with somebody recently that i think i feel like word of mouth like people like word of mouth like um fans or whatever like uh, are better than online fans yes 100 percent. yes they're 100%. more like loyal they're more like yeah. committed to the thing yeah dude because if you meet a guy and like you meet him for the first time and he shows you like his clothing or his art and he's like look this is what i did or you're like you're chopping it up and like this guy's cool like he likes the same stuff that I like. Like you know, I'm a fan of his. It's different than just seeing like an Instagram post or a story or a reel of him like 
you know, putting out what he's made. It's like, oh, this is really cool. I like this. I, I have this weird relationship with art and music where there's not a lot of big artists mm-hmm. that I know. Like my, my like range of like music and art is very narrow, yeah. to be honest with you. Like I'm very ignorant of a lot of stuff out there. But I feel more interested and attached to people I know that create stuff rather than stuff that already exists that's popular. You know? That's good and bad. It's I it, I think it's good on the local level. Um and it it's good on the bigger level too, you know. Keep your it definitely small. skews it can it can skew it's, your outlook on things. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. The problem is if you don't, you know, look around, um there's some people that I've uh I've met online though that like I've just traded like information with, I've traded like and like bonded with in terms of like, oh, this is how I do screen printing. Oh, this is how you do screen printing. Oh, you make like there's a guy from Japan, um, his Instagram is bull bullshit. Mm-hmm. Super small, fucking like only like three hundred followers or whatever. But his stuff, his shirts are so cool. They're all hand screen printed. And what's even crazier is he makes his own, like, dyes. He makes his own, like, colors for screen printing. Like, he mixes that shit himself. Mm. Um, And I was talking to him about screen printing, like, and seeing how he does it, like, how they do it in Japan is, like, different than how they do it in the States, like, here. How so? Um, One is the dyes. Like, he makes his own dyes. Another one is the sizing. So, like, Japanese poster sizing is different than the standard like us like the 24 by 36 okay it's like a different uh they use a different like like a sizing format okay so he was talking about yeah i just use standard poster size and then he named like these two crazy numbers like 42 by something i was like whoa wait what <laughs> and then he's just like yeah it's just pretty much normal because they have that type of paper or whatever um but going back and forth with him about just like art and stuff, you know, it really, cause sometimes you don't have that people in your community. You don't have that person who's doing, who's been through the same like struggles, what you're struggling on in art. Who's like trying to, trying to do what you're trying to do. Sometimes they're just not there. Sometimes you gotta be that person and put people on. Yeah. And that's why I'm so like, I'm very transparent. Like if anyone asks me how to do anything, I'll straight up tell them like, or if they're, I've had people like, oh, how do you make your, your zines? And I'll straight up be like, all right, you take, um, 110 point cardstock. You, there's special stapler that's like 12 bucks on Amazon that's used for book binding. You buy this fucking, it's called saddle stapling. Um, you basically, it's the side, it's two staples. Mm-hmm. You do that and you do that. Is that how this is? Yeah. You oh, see, yeah, it's, I see. It's you do that. You use this type of paper for cardstock. Dude, I'm like I a, use a different. I'm like afraid to get like my own oil for my fingers. I on this use thing. a different page for the cover page, so yeah. it's like colored, just so it's like you know the that one's hot pink. Yeah. The first one was all white. The second one was gold. Um. The third one, the color is uh, yet to be announced. Mm. Um. But I like the hot pink. There is a oh, but basically like I'll straight up like tell people like this is how i made this i just use an inkjet printer you're not one of those like i don't gatekeep your your methods are behind yeah i don't gatekeep because i feel like that's corny in art like and i i get i've had friends tell me like because i used to make a lot of reels that were like literally like time lapses of me making something Mm. 
And they were telling me, like, yo, like, this is really cool, but maybe you shouldn't be showing everything. And I was like, why? Like, I don't care. Like, and they were just like, sometimes it's cooler not knowing the secret of how something's made. And I do understand that. But if someone straight up asks me, like, how do you make your stickers? How do you make your zines? Oh, how do you do screen printing? Oh, you make your own screens by hand? How do you do that? Like, what type of mesh is used for what? Like, I'll straight up tell them, like, this is how you do X, Y, and Z. I like that. It's a lot of work, especially with making your own screens and all that stuff. So a lot of the times people don't actually do it. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not going to, you know, I had to go through so many different online sources and, like, videos and, like, DMing people and asking, like, X, Y, and Z. Um, that I think it's just, I don't want someone to go through that. Like that's, it's just a waste of time. If they could, if they could use the information that I can give them you're, to, you're, you're to make something cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You're passing down all that you learned to somebody else yeah, to make dude. it a little bit easier. Like, uh, I just want it to be easier for other people. Yeah. Like it's annoying, but that's part of the grind. And I, and that's also part of like charging people prices for things you make because mm-hmm. it's like i had to work well, to accumulate yeah. this information i was gonna say especially sometimes when you show the process yeah. some people think oh there's actually a lot more into this than i yeah. thought that's like actually with, pretty good like with clothes like i've sold like um i've sold a jacket for like 150 dollars mm-hmm. and it, but it's a one of one like a jacket that was you know hand screen printed like it's the the correct type of jacket they wanted first off so i had to get the jacket then it was hand screen printed hand sewn patches Mm. like hand dyed at one part um you know because when you dye black with bleach it gets like that cool orange yeah um i did that around like the sleeves um and it's like i have to make the screens by hand so it's not like these are random images these are things that i've made so i feel like when in terms of like clothing and stuff, it's reasonable to charge that amount of money for a fucking piece of clothing that's a one of one. Mm-hmm. Like this is no one else has this. Yeah. Um, even if you make T-shirts with screen printing, since it's all by hand, it will never be the same. Right. Um, <clears throat> you could make it the same, but like to a hundred percent degree, it won't be like the same unless you do it by machine mm-hmm. you know using one of Mass the produce. giant screen printing machines you know that they, they have the turn the turner i actually don't know how that works so essentially you can get machines that basically just hold the frames um in place and you just they rotate and you do one got you okay next one turn it yeah it's just mass producing them yeah and those you can get really cool shit and i do want to do that for some things but um making like one of ones right now is fun uh, I definitely want to make, um, some cool mass produced, maybe not mass produced. I'd like to do drops. Okay. Um, like, you know, this is clothing drop of fucking like a seasonal, like pack, yeah. like this is all coming out. I have a right shirt, now. uh, that I have almost done ready, um, that I'm going to put out. I'd say maybe, maybe in December I'd put it out. Um, Where can people find your stuff? Oh, uh, you can go straight to my Instagram, the.malice. 
and it's link in my bio. It's my big cartel. It's a fucking big cartel. It's just a rare loot. That's like the clothing brand. It's called Rare Loot. So Rare Loot. What's the like? What's the actual URL? Oh, the actual URL. I'll pull it up right now. I have it on the back of. of uh, <clears throat> Sometimes I put it on the back of paintings. I ha- it used to have flyers that I would put up around town mm. that had my URL. That's cool. But the flyers just uh, they weren't like promoting the clothing really or anything it was it was just more stuff like uh, like an art piece on its own yeah i really like that like this yeah um so the website is dayterrors.bigcartel.com dayterrors.bigcartel.com yeah and it brings you straight to my website which has my zines it has volume three and volume one because volume two sold out completely Volume one only has, I think, three three or two issues left before it's completely sold out. And then volume three only has, I think, 12 left. Wow. But I'll have my shirts on there. I have one. Um, That's cool. But yeah, this shirt I'm dropping is a three-colored. It's going to be a white t-shirt. It's going to be three colors. It's going to be black, yellow, and blue. And then white for detail, which is the undershirt. So technically four colors. But it's all going to be hand done. It's all going to be really cool. Um, I've shown the design to some people, and they've really liked it. They said it's kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah. So I'm going to do that, and I think that'll be a cool start. I definitely want to do T-shirt drops that that it doesn't necessarily have to be artwork that I've done. But I would like to do stuff that has, like, a meaning. Um for example, we were talking about the Sisyphus. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, screen that I burned, you know, for when you make a screen, you burn the image into it. Yeah. Um, it was literally a old uh, oil painting of um, Sisyphus carrying the boulder. Mm. And then next to it was the author, Albert Camus. And then um, who wrote the book, The Myth of Sisyphus? And then... Uh, it had like I forget what it said it had a quote by him on it and then it said like find a reason mm-hmm. and then it had some other stuff but like it was like a themed shirt you know what I'm saying yeah I think that so would you want to really do packs cool. like drops that are like somewhat around a certain Them- yeah, thematic like like if I did like a full metal jacket t-shirt I think that'd be sick yeah I could do like you know um Fucking the Mickey Mouse ears on the helmet, because you know when they're trudging through in the film, they, you know they sing uh, the Mickey Mouse song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't remember that. That it's like this. This is one scene that really stuck with me. They're just like fucking in tandem from from like, Metal Jacket. Yeah, I've seen that a few M-I-C-K-E-Y. times. I like that movie. K E Y M O U S E. Dun 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 dun. When they're marching with all their guns and shit. Yeah. Um. Do that. Uh, just like a bunch of shit. Um, there's this guy who I really like who does clothing. Um, his name is Fine Sleep. I'm actually wearing one of his shirts. Okay. Um, but he does really cool uh, t-shirts that are all like hand screen printed like this. Um, and they they kind of have like that th- thematic thing to them. Like, Something he did, tying them all together. Yeah, he did. Well... 
not like that. Like he did an H.R. Giger shirt. Okay. With like his artwork on it. He's done a bunch of different William Blake shirts that have William Blake's art on them. He did a Gustavo Doro shirt. He's done a, a couple of Pablo Picasso shirts mm-hmm. that are just really put together and like compos- composition, like really cool with like a quote from him and like a photo from him. So but like a tribute also, to the artist type yeah, of thing? Yeah. He did a Hunter S. Thompson t-shirt. That's cool. Um, He's done just like stuff like that. Just, uh, just cool shit. You know, I really like that idea. I think that's really, uh, really cool. Um, cause it's hard to find, uh, it's hard to find clothing that is centered around something that you really like if it's niche, mm-hmm. which is kind of the point. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I started making my own clothing. Cause I was like, you I want to fill the space, fill the gap. Yeah, because I remember literally in 2018, I went into uh, F no Forever 21. I went into Forever 21, and I was just like, me and my best friend uh, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, who's also an artist. Uh, shout out Gun Matic Gun on Instagram. Matic Gun. Matic Gun. You know League of Villains in the building. Crore, Sintel Terry, I see you. Perf Dog playing a show tonight, I see you. 92 shots. Hey. Um, fucking, yeah, dude. Uh, but Salt, he's local. He's out here on the grind. Literally. I've seen, heard of him. Um, so you were at Forever 21. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was in fucking Forever 21 with Gun. Um, and we were looking around. And we were just like, damn, dude, all this clothing is really whack. Like, all like this shit sucks. It's all it's all fake. It's like a ma- nice mass blank. Produced. It's a nice blank, like, yeah. t-shirt. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd wear this. And then you turn it around, and it'd say something super corny. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it? It'd be like, get hype or something. It's just like, what is this? What does this mean? And then, like, some of the brands, I remember there was, like, a this jacket that I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. It was this black bomber jacket. And on the back, it had the Wu-Tang logo. And I was like, oh, but the Wu-Tang logo was like in floral. And I was like. That just ruins the whole jacket. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this? And I was floral just like. Wu-Tang. Yeah. I was like, this is. <laughs> bro, like ODB would not approve. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this, bro? So we literally were just like, we're just going to start making our own clothing. Word. And he does some really cool clothing, too. He does screen printing shit. But he'll do, like, custom airbrush shirts. And, like, his airbrush work is wild. Yeah. Like, I really think he's one of the best artists I've seen um, making shit out here. Him and my buddy, uh, Matt, or Crore. Um, Another shout out. Yeah, he he actually showed me how to make clothing. Okay. Um, and he's local, too. Uh, that's the thing a lot of fucking local talent dude, here bro. there's there's local talent here everyone's just kind of like the problem is there's local people here doing shit not a lot of audience but we're there's not a lot of audience and we just keep to ourselves yeah it's very like, it's very underground in that way it's real underground but it's not the typical what you think of as underground where it's kind of grungy and stuff it's yeah. more like it's more like just normal people working jobs and living life but making cool fucking shit yeah and it's dude. somewhat it's somewhat like it's like still counterculture a little bit, 
Yeah. In the in like in like um, making something your own rather than like going through traditional outlets, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's like. I don't know. This this area is not very like when I think of underground, like the typical thing. Maybe someone would see, someone might think of like a like a city, like yeah. hard people hit living like a shitty hard life and like. Well, I, I mean, Tony Hawk's Underground, pro skater. <laughs> that's what I think when I hear underground. <laughs> yeah, and then too. I just think of like the hardcore scene. Well, like. Mm, what I was getting at was more like an aesthetic of like people when they think of underground shit, they think of something hard. Yeah. I guess hardened. Harder, but then yeah. it can still be that way here. But it's like the underground is more just kind of like, for the most part, pretty normal people who are just really talented and ha- and found a really good way to, uh, and like and and, and express. And uh, yeah, the, just the lack of audience like that we have in this area is what kind of almost keeps it underground. Yeah, it's true, man. It's. But I feel like there there is definitely a, a wave that's starting mm-hmm. that like all these uh, people who are doing music, like the hobby rappers, people who are doing, you know, are doing shows, the fucking the ghost on the ox podcast. Like Hell people yeah. are doing people are starting to do some, you know, people people putting the work in and now they're, you know, my they're f- really coming out and like it's showing funny, people. It's funny, bro, because like um, not to not to like stroke my ego or nothing, but. It is my show, so I'll do that a little bit. So I had a moment recently where I almost felt like, yeah, I'm kind of becoming a micro celebrity, only because <laughs> because like my friend went on a little date with somebody, mm-hmm. and they said that the, the the date said like, oh, I'm listening to this local podcast, uh, and he asked her about it, and it's Ghost in the Ox, it's fucking this show. That's so crazy. I don't even know who this person is. That's big. So shout out to you. You know who you are. I, I don't know you, but you know who you are. Um. Yeah, I've only so had like one cool. experience with that, and it was just I was just like out at a bar, and yeah. someone was just like, "Are you malice?" Or no, it wasn't. I was wearing a sweatshirt I made. I have this mm. green sweatshirt that's um, it's pretty crazy. It's screen printed all over, whatever. And they were looking at that, and they're like, "Did the malice make that?" And I was just like, "Yeah, uh, I made this." And they were just like, "Wait." You're the mallet because I don't have any photos on my Instagram of yourself. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any. It's just all art. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, "Oh my god, I follow you!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, that's sick." It's like, yeah, and got to meet the man. I I guess I was underwhelming because <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, you know, I'm just chilling, you know, making art." And they were just like, "Oh, do you live here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm local." And they're like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and that was pretty much it we were at like we were like a fucking we were like at harper's or something mm. we we're at like a bar and that's so know. funny because people like this was a while ago people kind of don't out. understand though like i don't go out no more people kind of don't understand sometimes that like um artists or just performers or whatever are still kind of just normal people like they ha- they can lead interesting lives yeah. but at the end of the day they also just need to eat and sleep and just go out and like just do normal shit. And so sometimes in person, they're not as like they're they're not like the persona that they put out. Yeah. Like to an extent, you're not projecting a persona, but when you're putting your art out there, there's almost like a there's like a there's like a a villain. Dude. There's, there's yeah, well, there's an image. There's an image that people an aesthetic that people will associate you with, yeah. and then they'll not really expect. When they don't know you, the person, yeah. they won't ex- know what to expect. And sometimes I feel that way when people like 
have heard the podcast and they talked about talk to me the, for the first time i feel the same way where i'm like underwhelming i'm just like hanging out and mm-hmm. they're like i don't know there's like one friend who's like a big fan of the podcast who um they, they don't think that i'm different they didn't say that i'm different mm-hmm. off but there's like a different different like um energy like a yeah. an on and off mode i get that you know what i'm saying yeah gage is here and taylor walking in the building what's up that mic is not on none of them are on sorry there's um i've gotten from a couple people though that i found that they really don't like my uh <laughs> my my like artist name why because the people and these are coming from people who know me as a person they're like it doesn't make any sense like why are you called the malice and i was like well look at the fucking paintings like <laughs> look, at, look at the artwork i'm putting out like and they just didn't like, click for them they they just like they get that but they're like but that's not how you act that's not who you are mm. and i was like yeah no shit i'm just kind of like i don't understand like where the disconnect is between you know i can make something gnarly like crazy like that painting literally is it's like someone's face is ripped off yeah it's very like it was fucking violent. road rash on their face like super violent hyper violent even um just because, like, that's how I envisioned, like, how it would look. And it came out cool. It's similar to, like... But they're just, like, you're... Musicians you're, and... You're pe- nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Like... Your artist name shouldn't be Malice. It should be nice. Yeah. Well, because Malice is literally, by definition, it's, like, ill will and yeah. the intent to do harm to others. And it's like, I think it's a similar... That's, th- like, the opposite of yeah. me. And that's why I made it that. Because okay. that's the opposite of An who opposite I am as a person. type of persona. Yeah, I think uh, it's the same type of ideal with uh, um, lyricists and musicians or whatever that sing mm-hmm. and like oral rappers or whatever the case may be, where they're they're like putting on a persona that's people sometimes take too serious. Yeah, and it's like, no, it's still just a normal person who's expressing like an idea or a feeling or whatever. Not yeah. everything is taken serious. How do you feel about that? Because uh, we talked, I talked with somebody about it recently. How uh, like. Uh, People will get like in legal trouble because of lyrics and songs. Oh yeah. Um, how do I feel about the about that legal like, trouble in songs? Well, like people like, like saying using, I shot up the block on Tuesday. Yeah, like using lyrics as evidence for stuff. Um, what fucking MF Doom said it? Rap snitches telling all their business. <laughs> fucking in the court they be own they're what I forget what he says. Uh, in court they're their own star witness. Mm. Yeah, the perpetrator. Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, got the whole label, whole label locked up for years. I butchered that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, like literally, that's it's like, bro, you're saying too much. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you can you can use other shit. Like, yeah. you can say other shit. You don't have to be like so real. Where you're like, yeah, that was me. Like, I, I don't know, dude. Claiming shit, you don't really need yeah, to put your exactly. name on. Exactly. People claiming shit in the guise of trying to be hard, um, or like whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're about it, you can be about it, but you ain't gotta be saying all that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Let let your like I feel like when they when they uh almost how do I put it, like not even just with rappers, but I think it's most prevalent with rappers, but other other type of shit too. When they pro- this? Yeah. When they project too hard, it almost seems like you're they're compensating. Yes. For like, this is literally, oh. they're going extra hard to show that they're a certain way when they're really not. 
whether it's a persona or like a, whatever it is. And I get that too. Like I think, um, going hard in a song is one thing, but incriminating yourself is a whole other thing. I think. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. feel like they can be vague about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you ain't. You ain't gotta be like. But where's that line between like? Okay, so some some like rap like okay, we're gonna go harder in the rap mm-hmm. category. Right. So like they'll use lyrics, they'll they'll write lyrics about shit that actually happened to them and telling a story yeah, and trying to convey a message. Fine. But then where's the line between that and like straight up admitting to crimes that you actually committed? Like where's the line there? Because I feel like you could be very, you can you can admit to shit that's fake that didn't actually happen in mm-hmm. order to tell a story, like you know glo- you know whatever the case may be like. Um, you can make up shit, but it's for the purpose of the song and like whatever it is you're making. Yeah. But then there's people who are just rapping about shit they actually did. But at the same time, that's still their art. You know? So like, where's the line? I mean, there's no like definitive answer. I'm just asking your opinion. I think the line you're right. Where there's no definitive answer. I think it's like, dude, like if you're out here, like actually you know fucking moving weight doing work killing people yeah <laughs> type shit doing shit and then you're at the same time putting on a song just saying i'm on the str- like i'm out here killing shit you know like fucking i'm dropping bodies like that's em- okay emptying the clip. but if you're like yo i caught john lacking last tuesday he's buried in the fucking like bro like <laughs> what are you doing like there's a difference between like just saying like yeah i'm out here and saying like reading receipts type yeah, shit you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, that, that's where it feels like you know this is incriminating yourself where um and it becomes borderline corny yeah at that point i think uh you know a good example of like i think so kind of what corny, i'm talking about but... is like like good kid mad city Kedrick, where he's like talking about his friend amazing. like killing people or whatever i thought that was amazing but he's like good kid mad i'm City's... not saying that he did it you know yeah but like ever since i saw him i looked at him different right yeah right that's that's like one of those lyrics where it's like he's straight up talking about some real shit yeah you know he's talking about real shit right it's not it's not like gloating about it and like and like trying to make that like a positive thing almost yeah yeah interesting you know kendrick's song that hit me really hard was um Mm. it was from damn and it was xxx and it was something like he, he goes from one hand of like what would you do for your family like your loved ones like you're yeah. you're trying to live a model life and like do good things but then someone slights somebody close to you it's like you're gonna do dirty shit to that person to get even almost and then the next and like the the song cuts and he's like going to like a gun control like like talk or whatever about violence and stuff and it's like very yeah. it's like hypocritical but that's kind of the point it's like people will uh, it's like human nature type thing where it's like you know you want to like strive to like mm, do good do good some in your of life us do yeah well some yeah, some, of us do. some people do but but at the same time when shit hits the fan like some, people some are people. gonna do things anyways <laughs> some people really out here I thrive off negativity right <laughs> some people man it's weird like when you it's weird when you meet those people who are like they almost they're like happy in their own right but they are 
thriving in the negativity and they almost bring everything else down but to them they're enjoying it yeah it's so weird it's yeah. a weird dynamic it definitely is <coughs> um i think kendrick's a genius dude he really off. is i think he's like he's fucking great he's really great um i put him up there with nas and you know it's a real poet and shit uh to answer your question i don't ah uh, dude that's all that's so okay how far would you go or let what, me, what you would do in that situation. Let me give you... Let me kind of... Uh, because, like, I've never been in this situation where I've had to do something... Like, I've never had my family attacked in that type of way where, I, like, it was like, all right, I'm retaliating. They're like, all right, like, I'm doing something. Thankfully... Let me ask you a question. Let me mm -hmm. go back to the lyrics as evidence. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they should do that? You think use lyrics as evidence like in court like can you think that should be barred from being used as evidence because it's art and it's like free speech or um, or or should that still be um no i think it should be barred like unless they have concrete proof that matches the lyrics mm -hmm. like you it's said kind of like icing on the cake sort yeah, of thing. it's like you literally what i was talking about like oh you killed you said in the you said in the song that you killed on, on tuesday and we have a video footage of you on Tuesday shooting. <laughs> this is like, yeah. it's like, could be me. <laughs> that, that's not me. It's like, well, could be me. Could not be. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I kind of get what you're saying. I just, I feel like it shouldn't be. If there's no evidence to prove something, if there's no evidence and they're just going off of lyrics in a song. It's like, all right, dude. Like reaching. That's reaching. Yeah. Um. But I feel like you know, if you make enough points, the points make a line, mm -hmm. and then you know you're going somewhere. If it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, he found out he wasn't where he said he was on that Tuesday during that time. Um, he did actually have connections to this guy named. Mm -hmm. Um. He didn't, you know, do whatever. Um, and just fucking started blasting him. Like, fucking, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, fucking. Yeah, I, um, I don't know how I feel about it either. Like, I haven't made up my mind on that topic because I feel like on one hand, it should be, you should have the freedom to, like, make up shit and say whatever you want in mm -hmm. music or in poetry or in art or whatever mm -hmm. and have it not be taken to court yeah but, but at the same time there are people who will like what if a serial killer was making art out of bodies that they stacked like okay like where did you get these bodies from yeah like you know like at some there's like certain it's more i guess it's more like you know when you see it type of yeah. thing or like if a painter made these fucking paintings of these decapitated bodies that mm. were found like in alaska somewhere yeah and it's just like oh, i don't know it just happened to look like it and it's like <laughs> all right buddy the lighting match like come on it's like these are the photo evidence of the body like yeah <laughs> but again it's like until it's proven that's that's how it should be but but then there's like shit that's like very questionable it's like were Man. you popping bottles in the ice though was i popping bottles I'm just making a joke. Oh, I was like, lyrics. I mean, not recently. No. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I've been drinking a while, man. Yeah. I don't drink. I don't do anything, really. I just fucking, I work out. I uh, go to work, and then I make art. 
work on commissions. Cool. And then Dungeons and Dragons. Are you making like you don't got to tell mm. me like specifics, but like are you, is like business doing well in the art world for you? Um, like it's a going somewhere. Is what I it's should, going is, somewhere. Is, I, is what uh, I should say. Right now, I don't have like. It's like small stuff. I like I have some people who want like some sticker packs, so I was gonna make them like a custom sticker pack, but like what well, I was gonna sell it for like what like five bucks, right? Like a single sticker pack. I'm not like mass throwing out like making a hundred sticker packs and just selling all you know five dollars for the pack to everyone or whatever. Um, I have stuff that like people want things like that, and then I have like people who want things but i don't want to just make them because i'm not at the level like for example the next clothing i make for a one of one like i won't i don't want to make something because i'm on like the cusp of like a level up mm-hmm. in sense of like the multi-layered you're like uh, waiting yeah to use your experience points on, yeah on literally like, yeah, type shit because yeah. like i could make this hoodie for this guy who wants it and just bang it out real quick and you know make it i'd still it'd be a cool hoodie i can sew on patches do whatever like i have a design laid out already in my mind for it but like i'm just now getting to where i'm doing multi-layered screens with like you know different colors to make like a full image of like you know color separation and stuff mm-hmm. like that's how the screens are they're color separated and then you know once you screen print them all together it makes an image um and i'm like damn like i could give him this you know, with one color, or like a couple colors, but like if I figure out that multi-layered screen thing, I feel like I can change up the whole idea and make it even crazier. Um, which isn't really good for business-wise because it's like money that's waiting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is literally on the table still. Yeah, people are like, "Hey, I want this," and I'm just like, "I'm gonna, I'm promise, I'm gonna do this for you." But as soon as I figure out how to do this, <laughs> right? Which I'm actively working towards, you know. No, that's good though because that's like you're you're continuously learning and making and, and like progressing. Yeah, like uh, there there's some people who like they 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 fall into one lane and they kind of just keep making something within that lane and never like experiment outside of their circle. I guess you know. Yeah, I have a lot of things. I'm like I'm making the zines. I'm making the poetry. I'm making clothing. I'm doing art commissions. I'm making flyers. I'm making stickers. There's like, I'm making logos. Yeah, I'm making a lot of different shit. Oh, I'm making posters now, mm. which is like, low key kind of crazy. Um, like, posters, posters. Like, let me get some Ghost in the Ox posters. Some crazy shit. But um, I really need to narrow down and focus. And what I'm going to narrow down and focus is clothing that's mm-hmm. the next like endeavor i'm really gonna sit down again with and like all right i figured out how to make custom one of one pieces and do screens right now i want to start doing multicolored designs on t-shirts to make it look really cool that's where that's my next like art goal um and i still want to make i want to make some big paintings and like i'd like to show in a gallery I'd like to do a live painting. I think a live painting would be really fun somewhere. Just of whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just hang out and That'd be cool. Actually, hang out and just do. You know, I I okay, I've had this idea for a long time and I think you might I might give you the opportunity to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. I've had this idea of uh doing a podcast with a bunch of people and having an artist off to the side like 
Oh, I think we talked painting about, that. about painting, whether it be the setting of mm-hmm. the podcast or taking elements from conversations and creating something, a piece of art from okay. that. Okay, I just sense? imagine like me painting, like people sitting at the podcast, and me painting in the corner, and then like you know the famous picture of the dogs playing poker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that turns out like, and it's just like oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd be down. That sounds cool. That'd be fire. Um, you ever watched, um, you two like comedy, right? Yeah, I like comedy. So, have you ever seen the show Kill Tony? Yes. Bro. I like that concept a lot. Fucking, uh, me too. I fucking yeah. love Kill Tony. They have an artist uh, on stage, or like, I don't know if they do it every single episode, but I know they frequently do it. Yeah. Um, where they have an artist that's like their kill tony artist or whatever i forget his name i'm sorry guy shout out to that guy yeah. um who will do an art piece of art for every episode they do in the same kind of vein that's cool taking elements of like jokes people made i and just conversation. About kill tony too really yeah dude i've been following it for like maybe like a year that's cool they're they're it's fucking hilarious it's great i love seeing not only is it entertaining in itself just like the dynamic of the show mm-hmm. of like you know artist i mean uh not artist, comedian new comedian comes up and sometimes they're garbage and they get roasted so hard and like the banter and back and forth with the ho- with, with tony and like uh, uh the other host and whoever the guest is that shit could be hilarious but deeper than that giving an outlet and a chance like a big audience to brand new people is such a such a fucking brilliant way to do that yeah i mean it's hard because like there's people who sign up and bomb and then there's people who come in like go to so for long. people who don't know kill tony is a sh- live podcast where with an audience where people sign up um put their name in a bucket and when if they get called if they get pulled from the bucket they come up stage and they have one they have 60 seconds to do original stand-up of whatever they wrote whatever they think is funny they're yeah. trying it for the first time it's an open mic and um except in the pull from a bucket type open mic rather than, you know, going down the list. And, um, yeah, like there's people who sign up day after week after week after week and never get pulled. And there's people who they get their, they get their chance finally and they're just garbage. Yeah. They just get wrecked. Um, it's definitely then, a but, cool idea. But then there's also those people that, uh, are really weird, awkward, and it actually ends up being really good. Like, yes. like there's one guy, um, I don't know his name, man, but his like, I don't even remember what his comedy was about. That's how like not important it was. He was just like an interesting person where he revealed during like the little post stand up bit yeah. interview where, uh, he like got really rich off a of Dogecoin, but he was like a mad, awkward dude from like Chicago or something. Damn. Um, uh, but he was just like massively wealthy and didn't work anymore cause he huh. just made all this money. And, uh, he ended up getting like booked on a show. Uh, because Red Band, one of the hosts, does like the yeah. secret show or something, secret Thursday show or some shit like that, and uh, he'll occasionally invite people from Kill Tony if they're good enough to be on that. And this guy, his his like jokes weren't even that good. It's just like him as a person, his personality, like it's funny. Was like yeah, he was just yeah. like a ca- good character. That's funny. There's some yeah. definitely good. I feel like when you meet that type of person who's just so unique in themselves, it's like, wow, you kind of want them. You kind of want the world to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's like lightning in a bottle. Right. I know a few people like that. Yeah. Or like maybe the, like, I hate to say it, but like maybe the material 
or like whatever content they create itself isn't that great but mm-hmm. who they are as a person like and how they are in person or whatever is so much so interesting lightning in a bottle is a good way to put it yeah. where that you just want them to succeed anyways and that carries over to what we were talking about networking when you yeah. network in person and you meet someone like that it's like oh shit like this person like can go far if they just keep pushing networking and doing you know whatever just because of their personality yeah like your personality means a lot like if you're just some random shut-in artist like me like it's kind of hard to i don't know you're not a shut-in you are kind of now but you weren't before yeah i know i've been uh you are a little bit now though yeah now i am like (laughs) yeah Literally. But you've been cranking out the art, man. You've been going hard. Yeah, I've been doing like I've been moving in it. silent, bro. Like real G's moving silence, like lasagna. Lasagna, real Garfield, like lasagna. Real Gar- <laughs> that uh, <laughs> real Garf mode. That was like the last public commission that like I posted about. Really? Was the yeah the Ghost, Ghost on the Ox? Um, before that, like it was just all stuff I've done, just like from messages and like not saying anything about it mm. or. But, um, so people can find you online on Instagram, yeah, Instagram at, uh, the dot malice. Uh, and then the URL was what again? Oh, it's a uh, day terrors dot big cartel. Day terrors dot big cartel. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, night terrors, but yeah, it's day. Uh, thank you so much for joining this episode of ghost and Dogs. Uh, whatever fucking number it is. I've been your host, Devin merchant. Devin yeah. J, Devin, Devin yeah. J Merchant, Devin J. Don't forget the J. Yeah. Actually, you can forget the J. I don't give a fuck. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at Ghost and Logs. Follow it on Instagram at Ghost and Logs. We also have a Patreon now, which is new. I don't know if I. Hell I, yeah, dude. I don't know if. Yeah, Patreon. Yeah. Support the show, Support man. Support the show. Support the grind, we, man. I've been uploading for the last couple episodes. I've uploaded like um little sneak preview clips from Hell an upcoming yeah. episode. Um. Uh, for people to see uh, yeah I'm trying to do more shit like that like kind of like mm, put out content a little bit more maybe behind the scenes stuff or like um, not like vlog stuff but just because like vlogging is not really my thing but just mm-hmm. more like just more content bonus stuff uh, recorded a episode of Box Slots recently um, that was <laughs> that was interesting uh, but look out for that people this will probably come out first yep. um, yeah Thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, it's been two hours, bro. It's Thank been, you. It's been a minute. Hey, um, hey. Your journey is not predetermined. Take control. You are valued. You are loved. Thank you. And wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>